sex is an actual real thing that actual humans need. I don't care what you say. And it's not only for procreation. That's bullshit. That's why they made orgasms. Because if that was the case, you wouldn't have an orgasm when you're making a baby. So. Mm. <laughs> or a woman would need to have an orgasm yeah. to make a baby. There you go. Not that a woman had to come to make a baby. That's right. <laughs> So this bullshit behavior of like, it's only made for this or, or only for couples or whatever, people would not, it wouldn't be the number one selling thing on the fucking internet forever. everyone welcome back to a mouthful with laura and romy that's right it's a cam4 podcast and we are back coming to you from quarantine <laughs> so excited to have you we're like we're in very excited to have a buck angel back with us today to talk about how like the world has started to shift a little bit and not only right now i think people are talking more about the future like what is the world going to be like what is adult entertainment going to be like in the next like few years because now yeah. we're, we're getting there so Romy, here's a question for you right now. Would you rather be stung by a murder hornet or spend another two months in isolation? You know what? I, I could spend another two months in isolation. I'm sorry. No, I could. This is, this is what I've been hearing though, when I'm interviewing um, adult talent, anyone in the adult business, they're saying, you know what? I, I could do another two months like this. It's fine because people have adapted. Yeah, we've adjusted. And like, and there we acknowledge there's ways to make money. There's ways to work around this. And some people, once they're getting comfortable with it, they, they prefer it. I know a lot of people, I, I hate to say it, that we've talked about this, but are openly not that enthused about going back to right. sets. And that was a kind of my curiosity about uh, the entertainment industry. Like I think content is gonna continue, going to explode. So people who are already established, I feel like not as many of them are gonna wanna go back to like, right a long, cheaper set day. But a lot of people who have like maybe been dipping their toes in and taking the plunge during quarantine, they're probably gonna have a harder time getting back to normal life and their readjustment into society or and there's not gonna be as much real jobs as easily. So I see a lot of people getting into porn in the next yeah. like one to three years, to be honest. It, it's, here's, here's the thing that breaks my heart the most is, um, you know, I, I spend so much time talking with people in the adult business, web business, people that are very comfortable with moving all of their workflow and all of their work onto uh, an online format. Mm. But then I talk to people like my sister who is uh, in hospitality. She, you know, works at a nightclub in New York City and she's in school for massage therapy, like Chinese medicine. Mm. And she is so terrified. She's like, I don't see any of my industries coming back whatsoever whether it's the one she was currently in or the one that she was hoping to make waves in. So there are people that are like trying to figure out, is there a way of taking this career ambition and making it something online? Yeah. Or, I mean, fuck, you touched on like a really interesting point yeah. too about having to almost reconsider your, your, your job, your career, your yeah. passion. Like, as, as great as it is to, you know, have, you know, passions and, and side projects and uh, hobbies, they say like, well, you got to make sure that your passions and hobbies can also pay your bills. So yeah. I, I've noticed like an influx of people too, even like porn directors who are like, hey, if you guys need us to like write scripts or do Instacart or go pick shit up, or if you need equipment, like yeah. we'll do whatever you need. So it is, I don't know, I've gotten masseuse. I'm like thinking about that. I mean, yeah. maybe great for the future of like a uh, private personal like masseuse, I can see more people doing things a little bit more individual and privately. Like, oh, I'm not going to go to as many restaurants, but I see them hiring a private chef. I might hire a private chef. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Although it's opening up here in Toronto right now. Like yeah. it's, uh, there are people lined up on the streets, you know, like we're, we're starting to do those curbside pickups and like yeah. one or two shoppers in a store at once. Oh, so yeah. that is happening. But it is such a different experience than what we would expect this time of year. It's a Saturday in Toronto right now, and there's hordes of people lined up, gapped six feet apart or more, wearing the masks, and it's just the strangest Saturday in springtime Toronto I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, I don't think it's going to change that fast. I think some people really desperately want things to get back to normal, but it doesn't feel like normal when you see people wearing masks and gloves at the grocery store or, 
Uh, I don't know. And I know like my, my, my hair lady, uh, I haven't got my hair done forever. It's a little, oh, good for you. Hair. No, I haven't. I'm like, oh. that's why I'm like in little baby hairs. I'm like sitting up here a little bit. You can't see it. Um, but, uh, but she's like, her salon is just about to open in the next week, but she was messaging me saying that it, she, it's hard for people to come in. People are still want their house calls. Right. People kind of aren't ready yet to transition back into, uh, a lot of the shops and businesses some people are but i know like if they're not ready they're like uh i've got used to the house calls and like almost the creature comforts in a way because those are kind of mini luxuries absolutely but people there is money to be made online it's like i i know that this sounds uh a little bit harsh but try to be creative and find ways to bring your business online yeah. you know what i mean if it is a special skill or if it is something that is an interpersonal experience or service that you offer start thinking of ways to adapt it to a digital format yeah i mean this is this is the time to to reevaluate readjust and to like, you know, go for the gold. Like now is the time, like if you have a different career path you want to try out, if you're dissatisfied, like you kind of, there's no better time than now to really go for what you want to do and to try to make money in the best way you and, can. And here's my biggest, you know, town crier, you know, message here. Hmm. Now that your brothers and sisters and neighbors and cousins and coworkers and, and, and garbage people, everyone, now that everyone is on OnlyFans, can we start to see sex work in a different light? Can we start to see people that make up this industry and all of the many multifaceted opportunities that there are within it? Can we start to change the opinion seriously? We're getting there. I still like, I, I like to rant and say that a lot of the stigmas because people want it there because it's, it's sexier and dirtier and, you know, naughty and mysterious. But in reality, like sex workers are more in the public eye than ever. I mean, we talk about like people on YouTube and people are, are dating pseudo celebrities and like, you know, some of the top people on Pornhub don't even shoot porn anymore. So, but people know who they are. You know, I got the you know, public figures in my DMs who like, they don't want to stop talking to me, but they could never be seen in public with me. So it's like, it, there's this middle, interesting middle ground that's happening right now. We've never been more out there and people have never been more interested in sex work and openly like willing to kind of get involved and get a piece of our money. So I, I don't know. I feel that's also too, when I go back to, I think more people are going to get into porn in the next few years. I feel like it's like, it's going to slowly become very hard to judge sex workers when like half the population is a sex worker right now. People are learning that, you know, selling your nudes and selling your, your clips and your content, it's, it's a service. It's a transaction that is essential. And mm -hmm. especially, yes, quarantine makes it especially appealing because, you know, there are people that are longing for that connection and that intimacy, and there are people looking for work. But the reality yeah. is, is that enough of you have now dipped your toes in it. Enough of you have now explored it and perhaps presented yourselves in ways that quite honestly will give you that stamp. You are oh, yeah. a part of this now. We need to change the opinion. You're a part of this now. Well, you even are. in the past couple months, like what Beyonce name dropped OnlyFans and that's song. right. That was like a huge deal, and and now there's like this big trend of even like celebrities. It was like a big a trending thing on Twitter a few weeks ago with Would you date a girl with an OnlyFans? Like so, it's becoming so out there. And then you know, of course, a lot of us are replying. It's like what you don't want to date a small business owner is what you're yeah. saying. And then the joke with the OnlyFans is too, like if your girl has an OnlyFans, chances are she's the breadwinner of the house anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you see girls on Twitter being like, I'm 22 and this is the house I just bought during quarantine but because of OnlyFans, thank you. Yeah, there was yeah. a girl who just like uh, posted this video about like uh, tipping her man, like tipping, I say, uh, like giving her man like uh, over 20 grand because like he's been like her ride or die, like OnlyFans stuncock. And she's like, this is how you show love. Like we've made, you know, we're making fucking 50K a month together. So like, this is real teamwork, man. And like, that's the real future. The future yes. is home shop porn with couples. So I wonder if that's what's going to happen with some of the, you know, the big, uh, the big production companies in the business. I mean, are we going to see studio productions happening anymore? Or is it going to be like, you know what, we'll commission this work from you and I mean, we'll put it under our name. 
Yeah, they're already kind of doing that. Like there have been a, a lot of things like, yeah, yeah, we want this kind of product as you shoot it into our caliber of product, we'll buy it off you. But then in all honesty, you'd almost have to weigh the factors like, is it worth it? Because you could probably be making even more if you owned that content. Um, well, yeah. No, I think that's why, like, I think there's going to be an influx of new people because I think the people who kind of understand that content is kind of the way, they're not going to want to go on sets as much. So I see a new influx of like groups coming in and it makes me a little nervous because I get scared that it's going to make it very easy to undercut again. There's going to be more desperation when it comes to work and money. It's going to be easy to keep rates low. So right. in some ways, I, I'm nervous about like studio porn becoming like a dark place again in the next few years. Oh God, that's interesting. You know, that's, that's, that's really interesting, mainly because we have seen how possible it is to succeed on your own. Mm -hmm. For those performers and people involved in the adult business that uh, before quarantine were thinking, hey, how do I do this on my own? They've now had to do it on their own. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I think that even more we're seeing this homegrown content, this self-reliance stepping up as the only way to really succeed in this. Because why would we go through the middleman? Why would you have a big company, you know, put it out there? What? Because they have some subscribers, they have some, you know, loyalty from their fan base. Well, I would think the loyalty is going to go with the performer more than, you know, the company. That's just my take. Usually, I mean, I think that's why uh, there's been like an influx of like people being contracted for websites, like because back in the day, it used to be like companies would contract you right. to build you to make you like your own entity. They own you half the time, like they would own your name. Like I've heard these crazy stories from like popular girls where, yeah, the company would own their name and tell them what they couldn't, couldn't do. And then if they left the company, they had to take their name, crazy shit like that. But like nowadays, uh, you're more likely to be contracted if you have a name and a brand and the following. So the the company uses that for them so then most of your promo that you do is attached to them so I feel like it's kind of the script is flipped a little bit which uh because nobody you know the contracts weren't like a big deal because they weren't really very beneficial to kind of anybody uh because they usually were kind of low money and all they really could promise was publicity but now right. it's the girls and the performers who are giving the publicity to the companies rather than the opposite so I think I think you're correct with that thought process too let this motorcycle go by. Hang on. I am coming to you from a very busy corner in downtown Toronto where a lot of motorcycles have made themselves very clear recently. I, and I just keep saying the boys are back in town. Exactly. I love that. The activity. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's out on their motorcycles and, and living it up, which is great. There we go. Here's another one. Regardless, um, I would love to get the take of our, our, our guest for the day. You know, I would love to hear from our special guests joining the chat a little bit about what their take is on how this industry is going to change, seeing as it's now survived and really uh, soared in the time of quarantine, at least for the individuals that make it up. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's go get them. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi, Daddy Buck. It's so good to see you. I miss you guys. How are you? We miss you so much. So, <laughs> thanks for coming back. I love you guys. You're so, you're so jovial. Look at you. Big smile on your face and everything. Looking I have good. the best life. I have an awesome, I just bought a house in LA. I just moved in. Like everything. I'm starting a new business in Palm Springs. Like literally, I have an awesome life. Congratulations. Wow. Are you one of those people that like, you know, Laura hates me for saying this, but like, are you one of the people who's kind of thriving in quarantine? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am, and I feel yeah. very bad about it. <laughs> you know, sorry. <laughs> like, it's great over here, Laura. You don't like staying home and- Stop it, stop it. I'm trying to get myself over there. Just give me a couple more weeks. I'll be back, I promise. Because you're in Toronto. You're in I'm Toronto. in Toronto right now where it's very, you know, it's it's very different. What can I say? It's 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 as calm and mild and adorable as Toronto is. Yes, right. It's, it's a very different experience over here. I mean, uh, last weekend or two weekends ago, there was a very big, big news-breaking issue of too many people gathering in one of our biggest, most popular parks, and they didn't have the bathrooms open, so all of those park goers proceeded to shitting on the lawns of people around them. So, yeah, that's our news during quarantine. That's so funny. Canadian. Canadians are not like that. They're very polite people. I'm shocked. They were shitting on lawns, Buck. Oh God. 
That's not social distancing. At all. <laughs> I'm telling At my dad. He's Canadian. <laughs> we should be so sorry. They, no, no, they were. They completely were. Everyone's oh, apologized and the park's empty today. You know what I mean? Oh, like it was man. fully, <laughs> fully disciplined, but it's a weird world right now. But I think at this point, we're all aware that sites like OnlyFans and people just running to this content creation, the news is already out there. Everyone's on these sites. There's no hiding it whatsoever. Now I want to talk about this being the opportunity to change the perspective of this industry. Excellent. Excellent, yeah. my friend. So now I'm getting a ton of people, oh, Buck, how do I get into porn? And I, and I, I go, I know exactly what you're doing, my friend. You think it's easy money. Right. This is insulting. It is not only insulting to me, but to you ladies and to everyone who's been in this industry for a long fucking time building our shit. We had this conversation before. So yeah, yeah go join OnlyFans, my friends, but don't fucking go on there and charge $1.99 for your fucking content where we're all just fucking now having to go to $1.99 to sell our content. They're yeah. calling them OnlyFans tourists. Yeah. Unless you're doing like, cause there's some people who are doing like the low join, like you set like a one to $5 to join, but they aren't really giving any content away. They right. make you join for the dollar. And then if you want to buy content, you have to like spend tips and money and da 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 da. And I'm like, okay, that works. But I, yeah, I agree. Don't give away the farm for nothing. Yeah. But you, you know, really I'm telling you, I've been in this industry 20 years. You've been there pretty much. How long have you? Like eight. Okay, eight. It's a long time though. It's different actually for ladies too. You know that. It is. I'm old. I'm a Jilf now. You're not. You're awesome. <laughs> but my point being is eight years is a long time to be in this industry. And me and you and all of us here know how hard it is to build your brand, to build your space, to really respect your clients and your customers by giving them quality shit. Now we need to understand there's going to be people just throwing shit at the wall now because they're trying to make money. And that's not the kind of content that I particularly think is the stuff right. that customers do want. It's about keeping it quality. And this is, you know, that's the problem with the porn industry. I think everyone just thinks they can get into porn and make money. And make money and then get out and say, that's what I did to survive for a second. And they but, forget that it's going to fix with you forever. It's like, no matter what, there's no hopping in and hopping out of sex work. There's right just no. Right so on. how do we use this time that everyone is now dipping their toes in, being more than just a looky-loo, how do we use it as an opportunity to actually shift the perspective of sex work? It's so great that you're saying that because as you know, what do we get lumped in with all the time? Sex trafficking. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, it's, I, I can't, every goddamn interview, somebody brings that shit up. And I'm like, why are we talking about sex trafficking when it has nothing to do with pornography? Right. No, it's not. Like, sex trafficking is like somebody who's unwilling, you know, like I, I wasn't hey. tricked to get into porn. Yes, my friend. So, so that said, I'm actually using a lot of this to actually teach people the difference between sex trafficking and an actual real community of people who have real business and it's a real industry and it's a real thing. So what I'm using now is, I don't know if you ladies have watched the Jeffrey Epstein thing on Netflix. Not yet. I did. I, last night. Look at me. No, I'm not laughing. I'm actually crying inside because there were hundreds upon hundreds of young girls. It's going to make me cry. Young girls. Hundreds of them saying they were raped by this piece of shit and nobody did anything. So I like, that's sex trafficking. Right. Yeah. Different. Totally different. And so, minors too. And it just, minors. people don't like to think about, it. I mean, the really, the dark, horrible thing of the whole situation too, is people don't want to talk about how popular sex trafficking pedophilia really is because the reason he kept getting away with shit for so long is because he had so many powerful friends that may or may not have been directly associated with all that shit. My friend. We're not done outing those people yet either. You oh, know what I mean? No. Like, there's a lot more that's that's still going to come for a lot of those people that are probably shivering and shaking right now because it's what the most watched series on Netflix right now, one of the top trending uh, uh, views. So yeah. are people going to cancel all of their OnlyFans accounts after quarantine? Like, are we going to see yeah. a reversal? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, 100% yeah, we are because here's what's going to happen. People are going to realize it's not easy money. Right. It's not fast money. I actually have created a little cut and paste that I put because I get so many people, not men, women, trans people, every kind of person saying, Buck, how do I get in porn? I have a cut and paste that says, 
first off, I want to let you know that it's a job. It's not easy money. It took me 20 years to get to this space I'm in today. And because I am such a loner in this sort of world of, of porn, I had to create on my own space. That said, there's so many people doing OnlyFans now, my friend. So you're going to have to compete against 100 million times more than you used to. Are you willing to put update? Are you willing to do this? And are you willing to take it for the long haul? Exactly what you just said. Yeah. So every time I cut and paste that, they're like, mm, maybe I should think about something else. Yeah, you tell them to think about the long term. Exactly. It's a job. It's not fast money. Right. I, I think it's so crazy that people expect they join this thing once, maybe put up a video, no. and they're going to be there out of any kind of debt they might have with a, a, a chokehold on them. That's it not only takes video. one video? Yeah. Somebody should have told me. Right. God. Out here with hundreds and shit. Yeah. I just I just want to I just want to see us having conversations about, you know, the 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 stigma itself. You know, we're seeing a lot of people especially on social media. What were you saying earlier, Romy? Would you date someone who has an OnlyFans account? Oh, yeah. It's becoming a much more of a, a conversation and a topic cuz you know, the word OnlyFans is definitely mainstream now. Like we were just mentioned like a Beyoncé song, like it's fucking all over the news. And now there's even like those talks of like the guys, but I always a little bit insecure would you date a girl who has an OnlyFans? And we're like, what, a small business owner who probably is the breadwinner of the relationship because right. she sells sex? But but yeah, so I think there there's an attempt to try to still make it, oh, dirty little sex workers. But it's getting to the point where fucking, you know, there was a 200% increase on OnlyFans. Right. Everybody is very aware and very involved. Wow, it's shocking. But it 100% comes from what can you do at home? Right? And so that's it. People are trying to figure out how to make money from home and they immediately go to the sex business. Even though on the flip side, I, I guarantee you half these people on the, the week before were talking sh a shit about pornography. Right. So don't let these people fucking fool you. When people get into a space where they're hungry, they need to pay rent, they're, they're pretty much do whatever they can to survive. I was in that space before. I prostituted, I was on the street, I was that. But there's a difference in what me and you do, which is building a goddamn business and and looking at it as a business as opposed to just saying well for a minute here i'm gonna suck a dick and then next week i'm gonna go get my fucking certificate to become a doctor like right. hey. yeah yeah I, this might sound ridiculous to even be voicing this because there isn't really an answer to it yet but why are we still at this point where we realize intimacy is wanted, especially in times like quarantine. So of course the sex business is doing as well as it is and people are able to survive and OnlyFans is still soaring and people are buying the content. Then why are these people who are buying the content, those, why are we still in this place saying, yeah, they should be ashamed of themselves to this day? If you figure out the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you please let me know? Because again, I've been in this industry 20 years. I've had yeah. to, I still fight when people say, well, you do porn or you're a pornographer or you're as if I'm doing something dirty and wrong. I'm like, literally I pay federal taxes. So yeah. what is that different than the corporate Coca-Cola over there, right? right. Actually doing damage to people. Exactly. So, the, I don't know. I think the stigma around sex work is so deep and so entrenched in specifically America. And that really comes from the Christian right. I will 100% say that. It comes from, from religion, which religion isn't a bad thing because the, really the basis of religion is about love and acceptance. And that, Jesus was a cool dude. We all know that. The guy was a fucking stoner, bisexual, set, totally all about sex workers. He, he, he totally- Mary Magdalene. Yeah. But here we stand, don't do that, it's bad. And it, you know, somehow we need to get to a space where we stop perpetuating these lies and we understand that sex work is important and it's a form of therapy for many people. Absolutely. Yeah, it's undeniable in this situation. Like that you can't say that nobody likes porn and nobody likes sex workers if there has been this explosion of curiosity towards sex work. I just always like to joke that a part of like these dirty little sex workers is a part of the fantasy for some people. Like some people like almost can't get off unless it's a little bit dirty and wrong and naughty and like nobody loves her. <laughs> totally. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real. I mean, I know that from my own work. I'm like a dirty little secret, you know, like I want to fuck a man with a pussy. That's okay, dude. There's nothing totally, oh, does that make me gay or straight? Like how, I'm like, wow, people go deep into their psyche when they want to have sex with me. I'm like, 
dude, just put all of that out of your mind, pull your cock out, and like, let's go. Like, why is it you're like analyzing this whole thing? It's insane. You must be in so many people's journals. <laughs> you know? I want to see your DMs one day. I'm yeah. You know, people write me crazy shit, you guys. Like, seriously, one dude, gay man, he said, um, I'm so infatuated with you, I can't stop, but does it make me straight? And I'm like, what? <laughs> because just the vagina he has in his head, he has this crazy vagina thing in his head. And so he's like, so obsessed that the fact that that makes him straight. Right. At least you're a good person and you're not like trying to fuck with their heads and be like, yeah, yeah, it does. I totally. <laughs> you're straight yeah. now. Yeah, you're straight now. <laughs> you know, I do feel a responsibility on some level. I'm opening up a whole new sexual experience for a lot of gay men, especially. Women aren't that way. Women tend to be very cool with me and very open to it and just totally think of me as a dude. And the vagina never, ever makes them feel weird. It's very strange to me. Women are much more okay about it than men. Men are way more. Yeah. We like yeah. this. Exactly. No, it's 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 a thing, and and as look as happy as I am to see uh, the internet porn world explode right now and all those options come together, I want your take on how you think we're going to interact with each other after all this. Let's say quarantine's over, like. I, I worked in nightclubs for so long where strangers are winding and grinding and pushing their body parts on each other. You're taking chances with how you touch somebody and you go there anyways. Are we going to return to that or is that done? Wow, that's a really profound question, actually. <laughs> and I think, honestly, people are gonna act like fucking animals. Hmm. They haven't been touched. I mean, I, I have been only around a very specific group of people. I have sex and stuff, but they're, they're my partners. You know what I mean? Like I'm around this thing. So I haven't even gone out. And I'm, and I'm used to being touched all the time. I'm a big hugger, right? I'm all of those things. I do actually miss that. But I do think sexually, a lot of people have been cut down because you can't go on the apps and you're an idiot if you meet people right now. So right. they're literally been trapped in a cage for two months sexually on some level not only just that, but just having a personal touch by somebody. I think it's going to be difficult for people to sort of re-put themselves into this space of, of actual We physical. avoid each other on the sidewalks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I, we, all, we all give each other that room and we're doing it to get through this. And let's say we get through it and tomorrow everything goes back to normal. Like, are we going to see each other pawing at ourselves and, and, and at each other as we were? Or is that now a completely lost art? Because I hope it's not no I'm not gonna let it because you know I do know this happened and it is a pandemic and I do believe it's real I don't believe it's fake but on some level I don't think we need to let it actually uh, be so detrimental to our human needs and our human needs are touch I'm yeah. a big believer of that that's why people actually get sex workers because maybe they're not having that touch at home right yeah. and yeah. so you know, whether, whether it's domination or just regular old having sex that's right. sex it, they do it for a reason because they're not getting it at home. And so that, so this just took it to a whole other level. I, I don't think that'll ever happen because humanity, humans need physical touch. We need that. Yes. Right? I'm personally in a, in a glass case of horniness right now. <laughs> I have not like, I, I, yeah, I mean, this is, I was joking with somebody earlier, but absolute truth. This is the longest time that I've not had sex with anybody since before getting into porn, which is almost a solid eight years. Like I have not had any physical contact with somebody sexually or even like an actual hug in over three months. And I feel like I'm kind of starting to notice that too. And it's starting to be like, what a weird sensation or feeling like, I, and I don't even, I don't know how I'm going to approach, you know, my next encounter. Like, is the next time I have sex with somebody going to be somebody I book for content? Is it going to be something that I like personally? Am I going to seek that out? So there really is a kind of these conflicting emotions about how, if you've not had any physical contact, how do you start that up again? What is the safest way to start it up again? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm starting to have orgasms in my sleep. You guys, what do I do? <laughs> Film it. You need to get an all-night surveillance it. camera, Romy. Film it. Film everything. <laughs> no masturbating for three months straight. But actually what you're saying is really what everyone's feeling on some level. So, uh, so it is a really difficult space for many people, especially our industry, right? How are we going to bring back the porn industry? How are we going to have testing as we have testing now, which is awesome, but now do we have to test for COVID before we right. even 
to have that. And then as we know, that's a dormant thing. Sometimes you might have it and not even know. Just like, you know, again, I'm 57 kids. Remember what I told you? I was here for the AIDS epidemic and that fucked me up. This is, this reminds me a lot, even though it was worse AIDS because they didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. The government wouldn't even touch us. It was fucking a nightmare. So people were slaughtered in that situation. But I see this sort of, there, there are some parallels here to like mixed stories. We don't know where it's coming from. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to get it. There's not, do you know anything? Do you guys actually know anything? About no, nobody does really like nobody knows what's a real conspiracy what's the truth what's you not know, why are the conspiracy theories so big in i don't know if it's an american thing but like i'm not hearing any of them do i have to go on the dark web to read them like <laughs> what are the conspiracies i haven't gotten any of them i started making some up in my own mind and that was you know i was raised by a baby boomer and my father used to say to me there's going to be a real issue when people in the baby boom age group reach long-term care facilities because there won't be enough beds and i started thinking this is what's happened this is the solution that they've come up with but oh like what are, what are these conspiracy theories i'm not getting any of them cell towers yeah i mean i've heard like 5g apparently like can cause corona i've heard that corona was made in a lab i heard corona was released on purpose like all of these little like all those things like that that's but not gonna tell you so I believe, so I'm not believe that, but here in eight, when AIDS came out, they said the same thing. Hmm. They said it was made by a monkey and a man had sex with a monkey. And then that, you know, this crazy shit. And it was an airline pilot who went to Africa and blah, blah, blah. And then the other one was that it was an actual government experiment from like the fifties. And then somebody released it into the gay space. I could believe that. People hate gay people. Yeah. I would totally believe that could happen. Now, I don't know if that's actually, they, I don't know if they actually even pinpointed where HIV started, right. but we still haven't necessarily pinpointed it's from China, from the wet market. That's a real blanket statement. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> that, that, that means nothing to me. It came from the wet market in China. Really? So yeah. it just spread so fucking fast, kids. And we didn't shut down this country. Do you know that I was in Australia when this happened? No. In Australia working, I did a three, two week tour there of my speaking. I was literally getting on the fucking plane March 2nd. March 2nd, I get, I almost got stuck in Australia. I would have been there now. I was so lucky because America didn't shut down like everybody else. Australia yeah. shut down everyone. And that's why we're the, we have the most COVID deaths of anyone in the, in the world. Yeah. Look how dense America is. You know what I mean? Not just I mean, like, you know, actual fucking cities. fine. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. your country's just not tougher than a virus. No, we're, we're sorry for that. We're very sorry for that. We're so sorry for that. No, no. Americans are the ones who are like, we're bored. We're going outside now. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, I live here in Hollywood and like next to the Hollywood Hills, they threw a big party last week. Like, not fucking kidding. A bunch of, like, total gangster dudes rented a house, and it was, like, 500 fucking people. And some idiot shot his dick off. Seriously. What? Yep. The gun went off in his pants. So guess what? The police. There were 500, and then literally 30 police cars went there. And, yeah, and totally arrested 17 people. But that's, that's what you just said. We have people, youngsters, going out and partying like nothing's happening. And that's the shit that's, you know, it's here. Let's not pretend it actually really is here. No, and it is here. That's it. But we don't know the but long when have you When have you planned for your life to go back to normal? Like uh, travel dates, uh, actual public appearances. Do you have any dates coming up that you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll be there. Every single one of my speaking tour, which I was going all across the world again, like I always do, every single one was canceled. So yeah. I just said till January, I'm not traveling. I'm gonna just not do that because I don't have to. Now we have Zoom and I can do every single, I have actually a speaking engagement in India next month. So I'll okay. do it on Zoom, cool. which is awesome. I don't have to fly to India. I'm so happy. <laughs> is there any way that this experience in COVID is going to show up in some of your, your talks? Like, is there anything that stands out as something you now need to include? So with COVID, no, I don't, I don't think so. But what I, because my talk is really about my transition, right? Right. Not to, to a male and then in the sex business and blah, blah, blah. But, but COVID hasn't really affected me on a, on a level of that I feel that it's affected my life or my business or any of those things. It's given me more perspective 
on learning yourself in isolation and understanding what where we're at and is this the new future and how do now I do my work from this space yeah. because I do believe my work is still important but how do I do it and I believe sex work is so important on top of that so how now do we find this new space to do our sex work in a way that's still as powerful as we're doing when we actually meet people so I think us as sex workers it's a really great time for all of us to have this con how can we help each other and how can we yeah. actually be allied ship because we know that's not always in the case in the sex yeah. industry, right yeah. so you know especially with women I think there's a lot of that sometimes yeah, there's something that I, I kind of uh, mentioned Laura a little bit earlier that I want to ask you about. What do you think uh, the future of like studio porn is going to be? Because mm -hmm. there's there's a small part of me, maybe not so small, that I'm a little bit nervous that we've like we've gone like kind of higher up, like we've been building up the industry, better treatment, usually a little bit more money depending on who you talk to. But I'm a little bit nervous about like the idea that you know, a lot of veterans who have been doing a lot of content and stuff, they're going to stick with that a little bit more, but there might be an influx of people getting into studio porn in the next one to three years with, you know, the economy crashing. Maybe it's harder for them to get back to their normal jobs. Maybe they already dipped their toe into OnlyFans or something. It's like, well, I already did it. Might as well continue. I'm a little bit nervous about like that kind of making it easier to take advantage of people again. Like it's going to be like, easier to undercut rates it's going to be easy to like you know coerce people people can be a little bit more desperate yes. what are your thoughts on that well 100 percent. again what i say there are different factions of, of this industry i'm telling you there's the professional people like us we are pros we've been in this we have a we look at it as a business it is a thing that that is how me and you actually focus and that's a different than the amateur people with their telephones and just putting it and then like doing it now and then maybe in a week they're not gonna do it anymore. Those are the people that actually are detrimental to our industry. Mm. Because on some level, they're just coming in, shoveling shit like there and then not cleaning up their shit and just walking away. And then we're the ones who are gonna actually have to clean up that shit. Because I'm gonna tell you, there's gonna be a lot of youngsters, like you said, coming into this. And people don't necessarily like seeing the young generation getting into porn. I, I hear it all the time from the trans world. Oh, you're indoctrinating trans guys into porn. I'm like, these are 20 year old guys. Yeah. They know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Don't you dare tell me that. They're making me as if I'm some kind of weird pimp guy, right? And I'm just yeah. like. There's plenty of recruiters in the industry and I've never heard you being one of them. Thank you, my friend. In fact, I actually discourage people. I'll be honest with you. Especially me too. I don't like people. Like there's no reason to try to recruit somebody into porn. That's that's exactly right. Me and you know how hard it is. The, the fucking stigma that we have to deal with forever, we're going to have to deal with that forever. And so really, it is not something we want to lure people into. If they really have their head around it and they look at it, if this person is going to look at it as a business, I will tell them to do it. But if they're yeah. not going to do that, I say do not do it. You, you'll never be able to be a lawyer or a doctor or people will research you forever and they'll be always be on you. So yeah. I, I hate that that's the world. I hate that yes. that's the reality. You know, if if you're Googleable and anything that might be controversial shows up, that's it. You're that's out it. of the running, you know, for president or whatever. No, but uh, Buck, you were saying earlier that, you know, people are at home having discoveries right now because we're alone. What have you, what's your latest discovery about you? What have you learned about yourself in this time? Oh, wow. I've learned so much. You know, I've been taking this amazing course from Australia called Brain Wellness. And, you know, I'm totally into therapy. I totally work on myself. I'm big on working on all my fucked up bullshit that I've had for my whole life. So I actually really discovered in myself, it, it actually gonna make me cry, <laughs> that, um, so you know I used to be a girl and then I became a man and I really didn't give that little girl love. Her name was Laura, my, my old self was Laura and I didn't give her a lot of love and I really pushed her away from me for such a long time. And in my discovery being here is that I have learned to love Laura and I've learned that Laura is a huge big part of who I am today. I would not be Buck without Laura. And Laura hurt, and Laura was hurting, and Laura fucking went through shit and back again. So now it's my time to bring Laura into my space and say, you know what, Laura? Look at us. We are we are a powerhouse now. It, it, I'm so, like, I'm crying because I'm crying out of tears of joy. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't have to ever not speak to that girl again. I can now actually love her and be a part of my life and actually just show her that we, we made it. Me and her made it. Wow. There yeah. are so many people afraid of doing that work right now for themselves. Yeah. You know, they're, they're avoiding it and they're staying silent and occupying their minds with other things. But this is a chance to actually go internal 
Yeah. And to really, to dig as deep as you can. There's no interruptions right now. Yeah, no and to come out of this a better person, maybe. Like, you know, more skilled, more empathetic, like more charged. Like, yeah, there's no reason for for this to like depress you and take you down. Like, hey, you should be like fighting for the future. It's like, I'm locked up now. What can we do later? Yes, that's really my goal is to really, that's why I'm always honest about everything in my life, about everything, about, about Laura and about that. It was always hard for me to talk about that little girl. But I really, in this discovery, it's so powerful because the younger generation of trans guys disconnect from that. They disconnect from the vagina. They just, and I'm like, it's always going to be a part of you. You have to learn that and accept it and move on. But when you cut part of your life out, you will never grow as a person. Even, even people who aren't trans, whatever happened to you in your life, if you were molested or whatever, you've got to deal with it, understand it happened to you and not hold on to it in resentment. And resentment is something that will fucking take you out. Completely. I, love I mean, that. how do you start even doing that work? You said you're doing a course, but like there are people that won't even research that because they don't want to go there, yeah. but they have to. They have to. So, so you're right. Not everyone's into programs. Not everyone's into going into self-help, all of that. It's a very difficult space to go into to say, I want to fix myself. But that said, talking to the people out there who really know that they want to make themselves better is to start just researching online. Go to a YouTube channel. Find something that really makes you feel good. Find a fucking in a speaker who makes you feel happy every day and sort of like gives you this charge. Do that for five minutes a day. Do it even, I don't actually tell people to meditate because that's just a very difficult space to get into. Yeah. I even have a hard time meditating. Me right? Mm -hmm. yeah, people say it's easier than it is. Like, yeah, yeah, I wake up and I meditate for 20 <laughs> minutes and then I have breakfast and then I meditate for 20 more minutes. I'm like, realism, please. But not even, not me. I'm, my mind is like, <laughs> but self-care I feel like I, it's something that you know as I get older like it sounded sillier to me when I was younger it's like oh what make sure you sleep and drink enough water and maybe take some deep breaths and set an intention for the day like lame but like nowadays I'm like that it it does it does help right yeah, I recognize that. Like it, it is, it's almost immature to act like that stuff. Intention and uh, vibes and energy aren't going to affect you. It does. No, it does. And thank you for saying that because you know, you, you women are like these very beautiful women that are like in this space of beauty and sex. People wouldn't necessarily look at you for uh, a word of sort of how to meditate. You understand what I'm saying? They're not necessarily looking at specifically women that look like you. But I think it's more powerful when women like you say, I meditate or I try to find intention or I try to do this thing because it is woo-woo. I'm not going to lie to you. It sounds yeah. all woo-woo. If we can make up better words, people might get it. It's too yoga, you you know what I mean? LA, yes. like fucking leotard. Sound therapy. Like I, I like ASMR and that's something that was kind oh of like- God, I love it. <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, but I would use it because it legitimately would like, it would help me sleep and relax. Like, you know, I come from a, a family of like uh, addiction. So like pills and stuff like scare me. So I don't like taking like sleeping pills, but I was having really bad insomnia from like trauma and shit. And I'm like, I needed to find ways where I wasn't like inebriating myself to be able to like take control and calm down. Cause like we were saying earlier, if you're just going to get drunk, if you're just going to take a bunch of muscle relaxers, you're not facing anything. You're not trying to get over something and find like clear, happy, concise, healthy ways. So I would literally listen to fucking rain falling outside and people reading stories to me to calm down and sleep. And I preferred that over like fucking hardcore drugs or drinking a fifth of vodka every night. It's not great for everybody, but to me that's healthier. But it is healthier, even for the people who are drinking a goddamn bottle of, you know, I'm in the cannabis business. I have the same thing. I have, I have insomnia, anxiety. I don't do drugs and alcohol, but I do use cannabis. Mm -hmm. And it really mm -hmm. does help me a lot. And so really, that was the other thing, part of my message is talking about what is sobriety? What is sobriety? My sobriety might not be your sobriety, but it doesn't make mine right. worse or better than yours, right? Right. So and cannabis is that weird one. Cannabis is that one in the middle where, you know, if you're in one, if you're in the 12 step program and you're in there, you know, trying to beat an alcohol addiction, they tell you, you can't even, you know, interact with something like cannabis. Right. I have been smoking so much weed during quarantine. Ew, I can't I mean, wait for you to come okay. home and you can get stoned. <laughs> yeah, I mean like a shocking amount because I'm not used to things moving like this. And for me, it has been a medicine. 
Mm. I need you need to slow yourself down. I need to be comfortable sitting and not racing through an airport every single day of my life because that's not an option right now. So I've been smoking a shit ton of weed, and I, I do talk to some people who say, you know what, that's um that's a bad uh, wormhole to be going down. You shouldn't be pursuing that as a medicine. And I'm like, really? Because I'm actually getting these great moments of clarity. I'm able to relax, and I'm sitting and and feeling content with myself. Yeah, I don't necessarily think weed's a gateway drug. Sorry. It's not. Thank no, thank you. Listen, I am 30 no. years sober from drugs and alcohol. It has never led me back into crack, back into speed, back into alcohol. And I've been doing it for five years. So bullshit. What I said earlier, we're all different. And that's why I actually go again. AA saved my life. If it wasn't for yeah. AA, I wouldn't be here. That said, it's a great program. But the problem with that program is it's a cult. And it sucks you into it. And then you can never leave. That's a cult. They should get you better and say, okay, Buck, right on. Let's go, Bucky. Get your ass out there to the real world. People are going to drink. People are going to do drugs. But you don't do it because you figured out the fucking problem. Right. Weed was never my problem. I mean, you can only smoke so much weed. And and you pass out. <laughs> There's no That's, that's what out. happens. That's right. It's you so get a little sleepy, hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm a total weeds smoking eater. Yeah. <laughs> no, but my my fridge has been a very visited and our interacted fridge? with space. So it's is my friend. vibrator. <laughs> right on. Right you on. know, I'm I'm trying to find new ways to make even masturbating exciting right now. That's been difficult for me. I do it to pass the time only because I don't want to sit in front of the fridge because I know that that's not, you know, the best use. I'm going to run out of my groceries. That's the thing. And I'm trying to find new ways to get intimate with myself and feel right. even more excited, even more satisfied than I am sitting and staring at my cell phone with porn and my, my Hitachi, you know? Do you make it more romantic? Like, do you like candles and stuff? I don't know what to do right now. Light candles. Listen, I'm going to ask you ladies something. Yeah. Do you do private, uh, private, uh, cut like customers now online? Do you do like, oh, yeah, custom videos? Custom yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do them with clients like live, like, you know, like a, a show, like a private show with a customer Sometimes. where you can see each other? Okay. I've done Zoom and Skype. Yeah. You have done Zoom and Skype. Yeah. I've been asked to do that. I thought that's a great way to actually do escorting without really doing escorting on some level. It's like cam work. It's like cam work. That's exactly. really all it is. Are you are just, both on cam four? Are you yeah. on cam? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah people I just like want it. the opportunity to feel like they are alone with someone. They have that one person's attention. They have that intimacy. They have that human response. Yeah. Right. You know, that's, that's huge right now, more than anything. Sometimes I just go on chatroulette.com and, and click through the available cams. Oh, I also try it. and see how many cum shots I can get in five minutes, but that's just <laughs> me, you know? Like, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me, but I'm missing it too. That, that's an essential interaction and that's why it's like you can avoid the reality of sex work being as important as it is as much as you want you can fucking damn it and tell people they should be ashamed for doing it but there is such an, a non-negotiable reality about it people need it the demand is always there and we've seen that during quarantine more than anything that's exactly yeah. 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 It's just company. Like we keep talking about, like they just want attention. And I'm like, I've been talking to like this new guy in my DMs and like explaining to him stuff about the industry. And I'm like, look, the way that I, I base everything is a lot of times people just want a connection and they just want to like have attention on them and to feel feel gratified and loved and special and like somebody's interested in them like even if yeah. they're making it like because I was even telling him like well what what is a strip club like what are you really doing when you're at a strip club like yeah you're saying you're seeing like a girl's butthole for a few minutes but how much are you really seeing that girl's butthole during your interaction she's sitting on your lap the majority of the time asking your name where you're from what you're about ha 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 you're so handsome do you want to spend private time with me so we can get to know each other like 90% of even that interaction is just a matter of like cooing and ooing and eyeing and attention. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, that's a, that's a great statement actually, because that's the thing is what we said earlier. Sex is an actual real thing that actual humans need. I don't care what you say. And it's not only for procreation. That's bullshit. That's why they made orgasms. Because if that was the case, you wouldn't have an orgasm when you're making a baby. So. Mm. <laughs> or a woman would need to have an orgasm yeah. to make a baby. There you go. Imagine if a woman had to come to make a baby. That's right. 
So this bullshit behavior of like, it's only made for this or, or only for couples or whatever, people would not, it wouldn't be the number one selling thing on the fucking internet forever. Okay. Forever it will be that. So I don't, and also technology. We create the technology that everybody else copies. Yeah, that's so true. They do. We totally do. Shooting. We oh totally gosh. do. And they're watching us now. All those big tech companies are literally watching what the porn industry is going to do right now. Because of course they are. They're seeing it boom right now. That's they're right. seeing all of this uh, uh, money to be made this way. Like it's not. It's not a joke. It's not something that we need to keep sweeping under the rug. This is a reality here. Oh yeah, that's they checked us to make sure that like if we were uh, like VR was gonna take off or uh, 3D like VR did better than 3D and they like tracked our numbers for theirs. It was it's very those studies that they really did show that proved that they look to our content and see what sells and people are interested in, so they make more and better of it. It's a real trip. No, it, it's a total trip because I know that also because we're the ones who started webcamming before anybody else. We started webcam. I did it like literally 20 years ago. I was setting up real, I don't even know the name of the program, but I was learning it was so hard and like everything. And then next thing you know, like the whole world started what we were the first people doing that. So now what are we doing? That's there. I don't even know what we're doing other than like the only fans and things like that. But there's something that we're doing that is different than the rest of the world. That's helping us create money. That's helping us sort of move stay in it because we're going to have to figure this out we're not going to necessarily be able to go to the studio shooting for a while so how are we I gonna agree. work yeah so are we going to be doing sort of like virtual reality porn where you shoot your scene at your house and i shoot my scene at my house and then we put it together in a virtual reality space I've watched enough bands try and do that and it makes me cringe every time because i'm so worried i don't know if you watched the one world together at home or whatever thing where the Rolling Stones got together and Charlie Watts, the drummer, I swear to God, they turned his thing on mute. They must've just put his mic on mute. I don't know, he's just going crazy. I don't think he even knew what song they were doing. That's just my take. I, I see all of the errors with people trying to collaborate like this. A discussion is one thing, but when I see, you know, an incredible band that has a legacy of just being boss and in charge, just like they turned mute on Charlie Watts, okay? He's going like, he's not hitting anything. He's in his bathroom, like his yes. undecorated tub. He's just in his own world. And this is like, I'm excited to see, yeah, what we can accomplish like this. But at the same time, I am not banking on the rest of my life being experienced this way. I'm not. You no, miss me. the PR and the, the veil of like mystique behind things. Like we're seeing people too real now. Yeah, too real. Yes. But I don't, you know what, it's going to go back to normal, whatever, for lack of a better word. But I think on some level, this has helped us understand a lot of things that we sort of didn't want to understand before, how vulnerable we are as humans, mm. fucking up the world, literally by, you know, all the bullshit we've polluted yeah. the whole world. Maybe this has something to do with it, right? Yeah. There's so many levels of things that we've done to destroy this fucking world that maybe this was a way the universe said, fucking slow the fuck down, kids. Like you're... Mm -hmm. You're literally ruining Mother Nature. And Mother Stay home for a few months. Exactly. Stop spreading your conspiracy theories, Buck. <laughs> Licking people, like, oh my God. Oh, what, do you notice any different of like content sales and not just like an influx, but what's selling better now? Is there like a different trend that's happening in content sales? So for myself, I don't necessarily, so the thing that I'm actually really lucky that it's not necessarily my content because I don't put so much content out there anymore. Mm -hmm. I create sex toys. So I create sex toys. I create a drink that's a boner drink. I create right cannabis stuff. My sex toys are selling out like mad, like literally like mad. And my drink, my I can't keep buckshot on the on the shelves. It literally shells like mad. So Buck, I have your buckshot at home in my fridge, Don't and I wanted to ask you what is going to happen if I drink it. <laughs> so don't drink the whole thing because you won't sleep for days. That said, if you take a tiny little, like maybe a, a third of it, huh. it's going to give you a libido boost because it's mostly made for people with penises, but it does make our clitorises get a little bit hard, but you're going to get fucking horny. So 
it's up to you if you want to take it and like jack off, go right ahead. I've right? been keeping it at a, a little further reach at the back of the fridge, just so I don't accidentally go for it. I wanted to confirm what its powers were. You know what Powerful. I mean? Powerful. It is like so crazy selling. I, it actually works for, Good. for for penises. So if you want to save it for a partner, you, you'll have an awesome time. For the first fuck after quarantine. Do you guys have like a first thing you want to do after quarantine? Like what's the first sexual act you want to do? Oh my God. I want to have a bang bang. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Come over kids. I miss an orgy. I just want to make out with a stranger. Someone (laughs) I don't ever hope to talk to ever again. I just want to be at a bar having a chat and being like, this is going so well. We need to kiss. And like that will be enough for me to know the world has come back to normal. Right. Yeah. Kissing. I love kissing. It's one of my Me favorite too. things. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's intimacy on some level. And it is strange not seeing people's like faces and their mouths. People say like that like contributes to the disconnect like with people. You have no idea what somebody's feeling or what they're expressing to you. Like No, and thanks to Botox, I can't raise my eyebrows enough to let them know I'm smiling. Okay. What is, what is right now I'm looking at them and there's no emotion. I'm just going. Oh, God, it's so hilarious. I'm trying to smile and let them know. Maybe I should just go like that or something, and maybe we'll get along better. I don't know. It's hilarious. been a wild world, you know? <laughs> I'm ready for it to open up again. I'm missing get it. back so to the States. Like, as soon as it opens up, can you come back over here? Are yeah, you- I'm coming over, Buck. I'm coming over. Yeah. Well, the so border's we'll closed until how long? The 20- oh, who knows? I'm sorry. <laughs> Who knows? It costs money. Don't give it away for free. I know, right? All of you viewers that just saw that, I'll be invoicing you separately, okay? Don't worry. So, so, Buck, when the world goes back to normal, uh, let's say events do happen again in regards to those big conventions and all that. Are you attending? Yep. Are you going to be the same Buck that we've seen at the previous ones, which means hugs, love? I'm pretty sure we shared one of your... your um, oh, we totally have. Things. Yep. Yeah. Sure yep. Yep. You'll I be right back to that. Vaping. I'm not going to share vapes anymore. I wasn't doing it before COVID. I'll be honest with right. you. I wasn't doing it. Just it got me. A little gross. You're special. It got a little gross. Like people were like, literally, give me a hit of that. And I'm like, I don't even know you, dude. Yeah. That's insane. Like, yeah, I started to realize it was kind of gross. So that said, I won't be sharing joints or anything that goes from my mouth to yours unless we have like a, you know, a thing going on there. But right. other than that, I'm showing up at the conferences. I might wear a mask. It depends. I have to really feel it out. Um, I'm a hugger, but then other people might not. So I'm going to have to be more like, are you cool with hugging now as opposed to me just coming in and hugging? Um, I'm, those are the things that might change a little bit more. You know, I wear, I wear a mask more out of respect now than I think it's actually going to hit me because I think if right. we don't all participate in it it's kind of fucked up i see people out here all the time walking around without masks i live in west hollywood fucking zombie yeah. ass fucking people with their little fucking dogs just walking around with no masks and i'm like wow really you know it's cool if you don't want to do it but it, it's actually a consensus that we're all sort of signing up to do right now so yeah yeah like if you don't participate in that you're kind of like an asshole yeah before covid uh when i would go out to these events i would i started adopting this idea of I'd really like to hug you, but not automatically going for it. Like I started bringing that in because if I really did want to hug someone, oh, I'd really love to hug you, but I didn't want to force it on them. And I don't know if it might've been something that sprung out of me too. I don't know if it's something that might've come from just being you know, a, a public figure and going out and meeting people and having some encounters where maybe people aren't huggers. I'm, I'm going to proceed and continue to go the way I have with, if I want to hug you, I'll let you know, I'd really like to hug you. And that's that. That's you know? hot. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Right. That's that. You know, consent. Consent. Yeah. Really just consent. It's going to be a different world. People, some people are highly paranoid. Yeah. You know that. And then there's other people that don't even think anything. So I think I'm somewhere in between where I like, you know, it's real, it's happening, but let's kind of, we got to get to a space where we can start to work again, create economy again. I mean, people are suffering financially. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, one thing's for sure, Buck, your daddy is fuck. <laughs> right on. Your daddy is fuck, and it's been so awesome having you in the uh, in the studio. We're in the thank studio you. together. Honestly, thank we you. needed daddy to get us through these hard times. Right on. Yeah, all of our daddies. I can't Buck wait to see you guys again and hug you. 
Oh, I can't wait to. Any final message, Buck, for people that are at home losing their minds? <laughs> Smoke weed. No, just jack off. <laughs> Actually, look, really find a space or something that you've wanted to work on for a long time. I and mean, when's the last time you didn't have to fucking go to your work from nine to five? I mean, you people forget the simple things in life. You don't have to get up and actually go to your job. You can start to work on yourself because people who don't work on themselves will never become who they want to be. Don't be scared of the shit. Look at the shit, get rid of it, and move on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, really came knocking to me. I've got some work to do, too. Thank you so much for today, Buck. You're awesome. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Oh, wait, where can everybody find you? Give us yeah, a message and reminder. Buckangel.com, Instagram, Buckangel, Twitter, Buckangel. Go on my Twitter. I'm a motherfucker on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then Facebook, the Buckangel official. Right on. Your products? Oh yeah, I have the Kiss X. I should send you each one so you could totally use it. And I'll send you why I think you should use it because I figured out you can also stick your fingers in it and use it as a, like, <gasps> it's amazing. Yeah. I'm gonna send you each one. So yeah, 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 yeah. And I have it in see-through. Ooh. Ooh. That's so Romy can see the manicure going in as well. Yes. Exactly right. The colorful the lights and stuff. Yes. I did that. I put a flashlight in it. It was kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, we you. love you. I Thank love you, you so much. And congratulations on your new ventures, your new home. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon, Buck. All the best. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.